Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And at the outstart with my interview with Sam Sukkel, I would like to wish him Mazel Tov on the birth of his baby boy, Mordechai Hillel. Sam is my regular correspondent, a freelance journalist, and he's based in Beit Shemesh. Sam, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me again. Sam, Sam, tell me a little bit more about Mordechai. When was he born and how much did he clock in it? Uh, he was born about a week and a half ago. And I cannot for the life of me remember what he weighed when he was born. <laughs> um, and of course, he is joining your uh, kind of growing family. So really, Mazel Tov. Are you getting any sleep? Thank you. Not at all. No, it's, it's, a, it's a chain reaction. One wakes up and wakes up the other. Yeah, because uh, so, you, your little one, you've still got one in nappies. Is that right? Or what you would call diapers? Yes, yes, I do. Uh, next time you have me on, I might be totally incoherent. <laughs> we, we're very sympathetic. Sam, but anyway, absolutely, absolutely mazel tov and uh, wonderful news. Sam, this morning in Israel, there was a terrorist attack by the Lionsgate in in Jerusalem. Can you tell me a little bit more about it? Uh, yes, you had uh, three men come off the uh, off the Temple Mount and to open fire on police, uh, shoot, hitting three of them. Uh, other officers chased them back onto the Temple Mount. Uh, where they shot them. One of them was on the ground. The police were next to him. He gets back up and tries to stab them. And there's video going on the internet of them shooting him at that point. And since then, the Temple Mount has been closed off by the police at the orders of the government. And the Palestinian Authority is now screaming about collective punishment. And while not condemning the attack, condemning the fact that Israel responded. So, uh, and what's... Now, two of the uh, policemen who were shot have since died. Oh, uh, sorry. I, I'm not sure that I'm going to pronounce the names properly. Uh, they were both uh, Druze, uh, Druze officers, Hail Sitawe and Kamil Shanan, mm. uh, were both shot. And it turns out that the shooters, uh, all three of them, were uh, Israeli Arabs from the north. So uh, this is, the whole thing is just a horrible and uh, again, the, the it looks like the Palestinian Authority is using this to try to make Israel look bad, uh, screaming collective punishment. Uh, you know, you're hurting people's uh, religious sensibilities. Meanwhile, Islamic Jihad and Hamas are praising it to the skies, and it's uh, it's not good. I mean, look, we've had a lot of attacks over uh, by Damascus Gate. It seems to be a favorite uh, place for uh, people wanting to commit attacks uh, to uh, to do something. We recently had Hadas Malka, a young uh, policewoman, shot and killed over there. Or, sorry, stabbed and killed. So it's, uh, it's a bit of a hot spot mm. over there. And uh, what I understand is the government is planning on trying to sort of rebuild the area, putting barricades, more security. Uh, the question at this point is how did they get the weapons onto the Temple Mount in the first place? And what could be done to stop this? Because uh, as the Times of Israel pointed out, and I've seen myself personally, there's a lot of security going up onto the Temple Mount if you are Jewish or a Christian. Uh, anyone who is not Muslim has to wait on a long line, has limited hours they're allowed to go up, they get checked and rechecked. If you're Jewish and you have... Uh, 
your katamazon in a little booklet in your wallet, the police will confiscate it because it's they prohibit Jewish prayer on the mount. But it's much easier to get up with much less security if you're a Muslim worshiper. So I think we're going to see a lot of calls from the uh, from the Israeli right to uh, you know to start upping security and checks on everybody who goes up there, not just the Jews. Mm-hmm. What what is the mood like? in the country after a terrorist attack? What happens? What is the psyche of the Israeli today? I don't know how much I can speak to the Israeli as to the Americans and other, uh, you know, Olim who live here. But I think it's generally the same as there's um, shock, anger. Uh, you have the same, it, uh, the same responses that basically come from left and right every time something happens. Uh, you know, there's just a, it, it. It's pretty much old hat by now. People hear there's an attack and they, they get very angry and they move on. Uh, and I think it's happened so often uh, that people don't really. It's it's not as shocking to people here as it is to someone abroad. Mm. Uh, all in all, I think it's actually safer to live here than mm. somewhere if you go to. Somewhere like Chicago, for instance, in the States, there's shootings, multiple shootings every weekend. Many more people die in Chicago than in Israel, but it's gang violence. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, young, uh, young men shooting each other. So people don't go, oh, wow, don't go to, go to, don't, don't go to America. It's so dangerous. You have mass shootings there all the time. Here, the, the level of crime we have is almost non-existent, but the, the, the violence we do have is terrorism, so people always assume it's so dangerous here. Frankly, I feel comfortable walking down the street in the middle of the night mm-hmm. in my neighborhood, mm-hmm. and if I was in a lot of places uh, outside of Israel, I'd be a lot more worried. So I, I think it's, I think it has to be put in context. Um, you mentioned that the two of the sold, uh, the policemen that were killed were from the Druze community. And it's also, of course, not the first time that in that area a, a Druze policeman gave his life to protect his Jewish countrymen. Um, what is the feeling about that? Well, I think that this just reinforces what a lot of Israelis know. And especially what they know from having served with Druze in the army is that uh, the Druze, generally speaking, are some of the most loyal and patriotic citizens in this country. Uh, I have had Druze officers when I was in the army that I've dealt with, and they were some of the most professional people I've dealt with. They're uh, just they make really good soldiers, really good policemen. And it's it's a tragedy because these are, you know, good people trying to serve their country. Mm. Um, we are going to take a short break, Sam. And after the break, we're going to look at kind of again what is happening amongst jury in the diaspora, specifically Eastern Europe. But just before then, Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zaffert. And I am talking to Sam Sokol, my regular correspondent and an expert on diaspora jury. Sam, Hungarian Jews are kind of feeling a sense of deja vu. Why is that? Well, actually, just before we get to Hungary, though, uh, I would like to make one correction to what I said earlier yes. uh, regarding Israel, which is that uh, the Palestinian Authority in the end did condemn the attack after Abbas spoke directly with Netanyahu by phone. 
Okay. So whether or not they're going to glorify the people who did this, which is uh, the you know standard operating procedure, we'll have to see. But they have condemned it in the meantime. Uh, you know, you were asking about Hungary. Uh, the Hungarian Jewish community is rather upset, and this is not the first time. Uh, this time, what's happening is that the uh, Hungarian government is running a propaganda campaign against the Hungarian-American Jewish uh, philanthropist George Soros. Now, Soros is not someone who's particularly popular in Israel, uh, as in Hungary, and he's, uh, especially on the right, someone who's considered controversial. He funds a lot of civil society organizations, some of which uh, are greatly disliked in this country where I am. But uh, the and what in Hungary, uh, the Hungarian government, which has shown a sort of a drift towards uh, authoritarianism, to say the least, uh, is upset because he they feel that the uh, organizations, the NGOs that he that Soros funds, are pushing for an increase in acceptance of migrants from the Middle East and Africa into uh, the European Union. So they put up posters everywhere. Uh, coming out against Soros, and the, the problem is that from the uh, the Jewish community uh, believes, and it it really seems that they're correct, that these uh, posters have been using examples of subtle propaganda, positioning Soros, for instance, as a puppet master, manipulating people with strings, which harkens back to Nazi propaganda of, of Jews controlling the world. Uh, so the, the issue for them is that they feel that the government's propaganda campaign is utilizing anti-Semitic feelings and that this is something that can, you know, spread out and roll over onto them. Now, uh, the Israeli government initially uh, protested and then pulled back the protest uh, together with a statement against Soros. So... This is coming ahead of a, uh, you know, a, a visit by Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, there are those who think this might be uh, Israel deciding to put its political relations with Hungary above the issue of potential anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Uh, though, you know, I think that's a, an issue of interpretation. Uh, I haven't looked into it so much from the Israeli side, but. Uh, this is not the first time that the Hungarian Jewish community has been incredibly frustrated with the government, and rightly so. Uh, pretty recently, uh, the president of Hungary had stated that uh, Miklos Horthy, who was the leader of the Hungarian state during the war, was a great statesman. Now, this is someone who deported Jews to their death. Uh, implemented laws similar to the Nuremberg laws before his, his country was occupied by the Nazis while he was still a Nazi ally. This was an arch anti-Semite, and he goes around saying how great he was. So the Jewish community was very angry. Uh, a little further back in 2014, uh, the government had accused official state historians of revising history and of trying to uh, take uh, distort the Holocaust. And they had actually, during the course of that year, boycotted the Hungarian government. Didn't uh, didn't cooperate with the Hungarian government on Holocaust memorials. Uh, didn't take money from the government. Really, 
publicly condemned the government. Dozens of Jewish organizations and non-Jewish organizations basically said to the government, screw off, get the hell out of here. Mm. Uh, we don't want to have anything to do with you. You're anti-Semites. So, look, the Hungarians, just like every other country in Eastern Europe that had, you know, been part of the Soviet Union, uh, is really grappling with history. And we've discussed uh, Ukraine in the past. We've discussed, I think, Poland. Uh, these countries have a very dirty history, and it's very hard for them to come to grips with that. It's it's a very difficult thing. And uh, what keeps happening is that the you know these people are going to keep doing this. They're going to keep saying this group is uh, you know this group from our history or this individual is great. We love this one. They'll keep glorifying people who shouldn't be glorified, and it's right. going to be incredibly pop- problematic going forward. Sam, it seems like this is like an ongoing story, but it is one that we have to end here for today. But I look forward to speaking to you again in two weeks' time. I also hope you get a little bit of sleep. You know what they say, sleep when the baby's (laughs) sleeping. I don't know when your wife's going to sleep if you do that, but okay. Um, Definitely, I look forward to talking to you in two weeks' time. Thank you very much. Uh, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Have a good night. Shalom. (laughs) Uh, Okay, well, uh, not for many, 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 many years. (laughs) We'll mind. <laughs> bye, Sam. Be well, bye.